Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people, loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. I'd like to read this scripture that's right on the, the next slide. This is a compilation of the, the story the Christmas story, and it starts out in John, we go to Galatians, and then we, we move into Luke, and this is what it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, he was with God in the beginning, through him all things were made, without him nothing was made, and this is Galatians, but when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, John chapter 1 verse 14 the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us Luke chapter 2 while they Joseph and Mary were there that would be Bethlehem the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn she wrapped him in claws and placed him in a manger the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us God who is light, who travels at the speed of light, slowed down to the speed of humanity. God who is love, wrapped love in flesh and bone and muscle and sinew, nerves and neurons eyes to see, ears to hear, toes to walk, to balance, a nose to smell. I say that because my smell is starting to come back. Pretty awesome, right? God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He who was light became light of the world. I'd like to invite Travis and Nathan Wisner and our, our good buddy Matthew to come on up. Just get across him here. <laughs> we, <laughs> there you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you've not had the pleasure and the privilege I wouldn't take it meeting them yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this is Travis Link hello there you go hello and then this is Nathan Wisner can we turn him up a little bit tap it a little bit he's blue grandpa he's blue he's a little blue yeah it's on the mic is on. There we go. There we go. Thanks, Grandpa. There we are. <laughs> he is our link to sound. Uh, and so 
I, I am privileged to, to introduce these guys to you. Um, and uh, Matthew was kind of the last minute um, shoe in. Uh, as we were talking this morning, and uh, Matthew was here listening, I said, "Bro, you need to be part of this." And so, um, and so you can interject uh, anywhere. Interject, yeah. we, we didn't we didn't practice, but it's all good. <laughs> um, Travis and Nathan, how, wh- how long have you you two known each other? Eight years. We met in third grade in in Ms. Beckford's class in the elementary school. So pretty much what happened is we were doing a group project in that class, and neither of us had anyone who was willing to talk to us. We were just social outcasts, and we were like, all right, that's the guy. <laughs> Which is our youth group. So if you feel outcast, <laughs> so, yeah. come on down, because that's who we are. We're a bunch of misfits who fit open. together. <laughs> oh, man. That, and that is who we are. Um, a bunch of misfits. This is the Isle of Misfit Toys. Um, <laughs> So you've known each other for about eight years, and, and Travis, about three years ago, you, you moved away to Columbus, right? Correct. Yep. Um, and uh, in the past year, could Travis, can you kind of give us, tell us a little bit about where you were um, personally in your life? Because um, you moved back uh, about, a, about a year ago, year and a half ago or so, and you there were some things going on in your life. So can you give us a little indication of what was going on in your world? So about a year ago, actually, literally about a year ago, right now, I was in a very dark place. I was struggling with suicide. I was struggling with with abuse from who is now my stepdad, but I won't get into that. But, but from what I can really say without killing the mood, <laughs> I probably already did that, but. <laughs> You're all right, brother. Yeah, I was, I was extremely suicidal. I was failing school. I had no one to talk to. I didn't have a church to go to because I wasn't religious at all. I, I actually spoke out against the church about a year ago. I, it was just a dark place. I had there was no light in my world. And Travis, you, you, you shared some things as we were talking earlier today that I, I had no clue. Um, you, you said you didn't have a church and you were against the church. You were speaking out against the church. Can you kind of get illuminate a little bit of, of, of your mindset and what you were into at that point? To sum it up, I owned the Satanic Bible about a year ago. I read through it. I remember preaching some things from it. I, I didn't preach out to people, but I remember reading and believing it. I remember reading and believing a lot of things in witchcraft books, Satanic Bible, the, and just overall anything I could find that was against the church. I went against it. Obviously, now it's a different story, it's we'll, we'll, different. and 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 we'll, we'll get there. And and actually, you shared uh, there was a church that was near you that you would often pass by. What would you do when you would pass by that? You don't church? have to show us. Just you do not us. have to show us. Please don't. <laughs> Just tell. <laughs> this is show. This is tell, not show. All right. I would often drive by and flip it off and mutter and mutter something under my breath. I I hated it. I. Every time I drove by there, flip it off, or, or I remember I was considering a, w- a long time ago when I first moved there, me and the, w- the whole one other person I talked to, <laughs> we, considered, we considered graffitiing it, but we didn't do that. Help us understand a little bit about the suicide, um, the thoughts of suicide. Kind of give us some indication where you were and what you did. Where I was, like, I didn't have 
obviously I didn't have anyone to go to. I had no counselor to go to. I had no pastor to go to. I, I didn't have a buddy to go to. I, so I thought suicide would have been the only way out. I remember I, my wrists, around last year at this time, my wrists were barcoded, which is scarred so much your wrists look like a barcode. I remember trying, I had, I wanted to, I wanted to shoot myself, but I remember thinking, no, that's too, it's too far. But then I was going to hang myself back down from that, and I thought cutting was the only way. I remember attempting that a couple times last November, especially the week of Thanksgiving. About, and about a year ago this time, my dad, I moved in with my father now, and that's where I am now. I haven't cut myself since then. So bring us to, you were in one school district and you moved to this school district. You moved back. Um, and Nathan, tell us a little bit about what went down when you moved back and when he moved back and the hallway. And Yeah, so when Travis moved back, I it was about a week before I actually encountered him in the halls and ran into him and was like, hey, I remember you. You're a cool guy. <laughs> I want to talk to you again. I remember you from a while ago. Yeah, let's be let's be buddies again. So uh, from that point, I, I could tell something was wrong. I just couldn't tell what, and I left it to him to tell me when he was ready what was going on, because I I wasn't gonna push him because that's not the way you help with such things. So when he eventually opened up to me, we were just having a casual conversation, and it came up, and we sat there and we talked for a while, and I just started helping him get through a few things. And uh, from there, it just spiral spiraled into what we are now. And the biggest, re the biggest reason that I'm probably here, he invited me to the youth group on January 27th. And I've been coming ever since. So there's something that the congregation doesn't know about you coming to youth group on that Wednesday. There's a time frame issue here. Um, one, what did you experience when you when you met this knucklehead as well, um, and, and the rest of the the, the Isle of Misfit Toys? Um, when you came in to youth group, what was your experience there? What did you sense? What did you feel? If I'm, if I'm being honest, I can't rem I can't remember what we talked about <laughs> that day because I'm I'm just an idiot. But <laughs> no, they don't remember what I say either. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Travis, I didn't even remember the month you came in. <laughs> but what I do remember, I just remember something clicked that day, and I can't describe what that was. I just remember it was like that, and then things just started going up. And I don't, I'm not sure if that was Jesus coming back into my life, or if that was just me thinking something. But mm -hmm. or you. Day. Were you received? Were you welcomed? What? That's when I first really got the brush for Christ. But then August is when I fully started coming, coming to church and everything. But that youth group was probably the biggest help, the biggest, the biggest, if you want to call it the bar that I was leaning on. Mm -hmm. That was probably the biggest. Thing. Nathan, can you give us some indication about the four days? So, uh. Prior to me meeting him, he had already had a plan for committing suicide. And I won't get into the, to the details of that, but when I met him in the hallways at school, it was four days before he had, he had set the date to commit suicide. So when I realized that, it was staggering because I realized it was a four-day window 
that was the difference between him living and dying or going to heaven or hell. His entire life came down to four days. And that was just a staggering realization for me. Travis, you, you continued to come to youth group. You continued to listen to this guy and don't remember what he said, but it's okay. The, the way the word is, the word gets into your spirit and into your soul, and it does work through the Holy Spirit. Um, you alluded to the fact that back in August, um, you, you received Christ as your Lord and Savior. Um, actually, you were invited into the, in not only the youth group, but you just ended up showing up on a Sunday morning. And it was a couple weeks in that you received Christ. What has Christ, what is Jesus in your life? Um, what has he done? What experience have you had with the Lord? So something that I do realize, I'm like, I'm seeing like a lot more like like coloring people. Like I'm seeing more like hope in people. I'm seeing light. I'm seeing like the light in the darkness. I'm seeing that and I'm realizing that. Yeah. I know that there's a plan. I know that there's like, yeah, sure, something bad can happen right now, but I know that there'd be something much better in, in the near future. Um, do you want to, knowing him, do you want to add, what What have you seen in Travis? And Matthew, I'll, I'll follow yeah. that up with you here in a moment too. What have you seen in Travis as a result of his, his face-to-face experience with the living God? Well, uh, from the moment he started coming to youth group, I, I saw his shoulders just start to steadily lift. His stance got a lot more upright and bouncy. Like he had, a, he had some pep in his step after a while. <laughs> like, Thanks, 1955. <laughs> <laughs> pep in his step. You're welcome. <laughs> That's my only contribution today. <laughs> but uh, I noticed a general increase in happiness like I could tell on his face and looking just at his eyes his demeanor that he was getting a lot better and Mm -hmm. light was starting to pierce the darkness and it wasn't just a shroud of darkness that was covering him anymore he was experiencing light and hope and that was probably the biggest thing that I noticed Matthew how about you what if what have you've been with with Travis what have you seen happen in his life so over the course of that last year, um, leading into that January time, and all those messages that none of the teens remember, and that's okay. Um, one of the things I'd really been talking about very frequently was this idea, it always comes up, it comes up all the time, um, that they have influence over people that I will never have influence that's over. That's right. That's right. That I can't even begin to hope to impact or have a relationship with. I would never have known Travis if he didn't come to youth group. If Nathan didn't invite him, I would never have crossed paths with Travis because I don't go to high school anymore. I'll praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's an old fart. <laughs> <laughs> but so when, when Travis started coming, um, one, th- there was a sense of like, oh, man, maybe they are listening to me a little bit. Um, and, and this isn't about me, but there are days as pastors when you feel like it's all being wasted. You're spending energy, you're spending time, and it's not making a difference. Uh, then there are days when people like Travis Link walk into the room, 
and you realize that Jesus is just as powerful as you've been preaching, and the doubt that you've been experiencing is the devil speaking to you. Um, And so when you ask me what I've seen in Travis, I've experienced renewed hope as a result of your faith. Um, I've experienced new life as a result of your new life. Um, That's how it works when we talk about Jesus, right? Um, When we see Jesus in others, we get excited. And we remember, oh yeah, that is the Jesus I serve. Um, and so I've seen those same transformations you've seen. I mean, those first few weeks, I was like, this, this guy's carrying a lot. He's carrying some heavy loads. Um, and not that life got magically better for you, right? Um, but there were things that you began to see differently. And you had that hope and you had that new perspective. Um, and pep in your step is a, is a good way to put it. <laughs> Uh, there was a little, a little bit of a, a pop uh, as you walked, uh, and those moments are the moments that um, really, I think, in a lot of ways have brought a lot of life and vitality to our youth group um, as a whole, um, because a year and a half ago, uh, our group was kind of small and ingrown, and, um, and we'd been talking about the light and the, that influence you have on other people, and, and here we are today. You know, I shared about it last week, um, if you were here for a year in review, um, any Wednesday night we can have 12, 13, 14, 15 teenagers over there at the White House all experiencing life together and building these relationships and having yeah. these, these moments where they can share heavy burdens on their, their hearts and in their lives that maybe they've never shared before. Um, and that's where transformation begins to happen in a safe environment where, where people like Nathan and Travis are vulnerable and authentic and real um, and love other teenagers for who they are. Travis, um, while you guys were sharing, so I, I just found out um, this morning that, that you were involved in um, Satanism and witchcraft, and, and there, there's a link, pun intended, there's a link um, with, with your story, Nathan, with your story, and actually with, with Michael Wisner, whom we just baptized um, this past August at the YMCA, um, do you still have that satanic Bible? Nope, I don't have anything left. So, so what happened to that? Can you link up? Yes, again, pun intended. I'm really sad with my jokes. More like dad <laughs> this jokes. Is rough. Uh, rough, right? <laughs> uh, can Can you link up? So the story of Michael and Nathan and you and, and this. So I remember I was home one day. I looked in my drawer where I normally had the, all that stuff. It was gone. And then I remember I was staying the night at Nathan's house, and he, and he and the topic came up. He said that Michael, because Mike, Michael knows my stepmom because they work in the same place. She brought the stuff and gave it to Michael. He burned it all. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. There are things in our life that we need to get rid of, right? And Michael, I never thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Travis, you said, um, and, and I asked for you to correct me, but you didn't correct me. You've said that Nathan um, saved your life, and you called him a hero. Yep, you did. Nathan, would you say that you're a hero? Most certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? 
I would describe my role in this situation as being a bro to this guy and uh, retying old knots of friendship and just being a mate. What, what you see as being a bro um, is really being intentional and being in the Spirit. So Paul says that we, we live by the Spirit, right? We keep in step with the Spirit. And if we're in tune with God, um, there's things that happen in our life that as we're walking through the halls, right? What seems to be just a basic human moment becomes a divine interaction and a, and a crossroads where heaven and earth meet. And you were willing to be intentional and you, you looked at Travis and you had this sense that, man, there's something not right in his life. Um, and you kept that in the forefront. And so... Yes, um, in some sense you're 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 not a hero, and in another sense you are a hero, um, because as we we start to transition, Jesus Christ is the hero of humanity. He is the hero of humanity, and if you're sitting here and you have Christ in your life, He has literally saved you. He has snatched you from the fire. He has reconnected you to your creator to the image in which you were created in and so he is a hero and as we unpack um, Christ being the hero of humanity what we also need to understand is what is his can also be yours who he is you can also be now you can't be the son of God I'm not saying his divinity, but what I am saying is his character and his nature. You can be that. And so, Nathan, you would not call yourself a hero. And any hero who has rescued somebody from a uh, detrimental situation, a, a life-taking situation, whether it's a burning car or house or a, a car being swept by frigid waters, they would not call themselves a hero. And that's a quality of a hero that's called humility. Um, the other aspect that, that you had with, with Travis was empathy. And that is a, a common denominator among heroes is, is empathy and courage. This, this fortitude, this mental strength and emotional strength in a moment of adversity when even you don't know how to handle it. This willingness to step in those are all qualities of a hero and all qualities of Christ. And so um, we want to praise the Lord um, for you, Nathan, and we want to praise the Lord for you, Travis, because I have seen in you exactly what they have seen. Jesus has done something in you that is undeniable. Um, you have been praying and seeking his heart. Uh, Travis shows up at like nine in the morning here on Sundays. What can I do? How can I serve? How can I help you? He's vacuumed. He's made coffee. He's helped you guys with the trash. He's picked up. He's, he's done many, many things because 
God has done something in his life and he just wants to give that back. Last question. Um, Youth group is somewhat of a microcosm, Mm -hmm. right? To the macro of, of this church. What you experienced in youth group, um, let me ask you, what have you experienced with the people, not just the teenagers here, but the people of this congregation that we call Wapaknaz, Travis? I've just been feeling love ever since I've walked through these doors. It's a safe place. You know, you, you know that people here care about you. You know everyone in, in this building. You have some sort of connection to them whether it's from youth group or because they're, they're your neighbor or you don't even know them. You just know them from church. Yeah. That's you. Thank you. Thank you for not just coming in and sitting in your pew and waiting for the service to start. Thank you for interacting with people, uh, our kids, and our teenagers and each other. That's you. That's Jesus loving through you. Remember, Jesus is love in the flesh. And you might be the only love that somebody sees and experiences. And we pray that those moments not only happen here on Sunday mornings, when people walk through our doors, but when you go and you scatter to the places that you live, to the neighborhoods, to the workplaces, to the hallways, that there are divine moments and intersections that happen in your life, that when people come in contact with you, They come in contact with Christ in you. So I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being those people. Travis, Nathan, I'm proud of you, and I'm grateful for both of you. Can I add something real quick? You may not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go ahead. Put the mic down. down. (laughs) Yes, you may. It's not just Nathan. It's the entire youth group because at first it was Nathan – in good old Brandon Cope. Yeah, give away, Brandon. Give Wait, away. away, Brandon. Give away. <laughs> yeah. They were the two that, that first pushed the youth group, and now it's the entire youth group. Michael, Lexia, Destiny, everyone. Tall man in the back. Tall man. Yep, tall man in the back. And those that have come out of the youth group and uh, who have grown out of the youth group, and, and Caleb and, and Leah as well. And I just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, you mind if I pray for you guys? Is that right? Heavenly Father, I um, <laughs> I was brought to tears earlier today because of the story because of the darkness that Travis was in and how dark it was. how close to death he was and how you used a young man in the hallway a friendship that was that started in a classroom 
in third grade. Man, who knows what happens in our interactions with people? Wow. How you divinely, divinely intersect our lives with others. And I thank you, Jesus, that they cross paths again and that your light shined. You illuminated the darkness in Travis's life and you brought meaning and purpose to his life. And Jesus, you live inside of him. I thank you for the impact that you have made in his life and how you, you seek to redeem and we, as the church, are your agent, filled with your spirit. You have called us to be sent into the dangerous and the dark places. Lord, I lift up Travis and Nathan and, and the rest of the crew that would be called Engage, our teenagers. God, may they allow your light to shine bright in the hallways at their schools, and their relational networks on the teams that they're a part of the classrooms that they're in god will you give them a heightened awareness of the people around them and the needs father because it is the soul that you long for it is the heart and we we don't know we don't know the the darkness that they may have experienced or the darkness they have chosen we don't know but you do. So will you use our teenagers and will you use this group of people called Wapaknaz to illuminate the darkness in our communities, to bring people to Christ and let you do the work. We love you, Lord Jesus. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Can we uh, please just give God praise and... Uh, thank these two guys for sharing their story you guys can get out of here no thank you <laughs> um, don't worry I'm not gonna folks I um As Matthew said, sometimes pastors, you, you just wonder, are we, are we spinning our wheels? And I think sometimes as a church, you wonder that yourself. You wonder that yourself. Um, there's evidence all around you that God is at work. And he's at work in you and through you. He's at work in our teenagers. He's at work in our kids. Um, next week, we, we continue in our series called Hero because Jesus is the hero of humanity. And I encourage you to return um, next Sunday as we, we look and understand Christ from that, that idea that he is your hero. He has an origin story, and Christmas is his origin story. Every superhero, Matthew will tell you, every superhero has an origin story. 
Christmas is his origin story where he entered space, time, human history. And he calls all of us to be heroes. He transfers that into our life. He imparts that. And uh, I just want to say thank you for being heroes. And so would you please stand and we're going to pray. And yes, we're going to dismiss before noon. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's crazy. What's happening? Is the world coming to an end? <laughs> Father, uh, I ask that your, your favor and your blessing fall on these people. Those that are standing here and those that are listening online. And Lord, I'll reiterate our prayer from earlier that you send us. God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear those around us. who need you, who are hurting, who are lost, who are marginalized and left out. And Father, will you use us to, to at least move them closer to you, if not to, to bring them to you. I thank you that you stepped into human history as the hero of humanity. praise you for that. Lord, we love you. And we give you glory. And we give you honor. It is in your name, Jesus, that we ask these things today. Amen. May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And will you please love your neighbor as yourself. You are dismissed. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Nas podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you and that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.